know what's funny? It's because we can reverse this, like, I guess back to freaking COVID, right? And we were talking about how we were locking up deals and we couldn't move them because they were, what was it? We weren't, was it, we weren't buying them deep enough? What was it at first? We had a hard time. We ran into an issue. It's funny as hell. We ran into an issue and now it's, it's almost like the reverse at this point. In time. It's a, I'm, it's the same issue because during COVID, we couldn't move shit. We couldn't move it. That's what it was. You right? couldn't move a goddamn thing. Were you an athlete, school teacher, or maybe worked in a corporate world? Our careers, they tend to be the way that we identify ourselves. Now, what happens when that identity is taken from you? We found ours in real estate. Now, let us help you find yours on a free agent real estate investing podcast. Starting now. Welcome to the Free Agent Real Estate Investing Podcast. I'm your co-host, Stratton Brown. And I'm your other co-host, Michael Butler. Man, thank you guys for joining us again. After two weeks. <laughs> this title is a recession's here. Uh, over the last couple of weeks, we have had problems moving deals because buyers are getting some ants in their pants and they're getting a little bit scared. Wouldn't you say? Um, let me share it real quick. Um, just in case we get some questions and stuff, I can make sure we keep up on it. Um, I wouldn't necessarily say, I don't think buyers are getting scared. I think, I think, I mean, there's so many deal in 93702 that we can't move. Yeah. But I don't think it's, it's buyers are getting scared. I honestly think people are kind of just, if you're not, if it's not a, if you're not in, you, you don't have to be in a rush to buy at this point. You know what I mean? It, it was, I feel like for a while it was like, if you had an inkling of like a, a desire for a home that was on the market or something, it'd be like, boom, I want it. Like, you know what I mean? And you're yeah. going to put an offer in because tomorrow it's not going to be there because there's, you know, 20, 30, 40 offers. Whereas now, like, you you know, you're not competing against that many offers. So it's kind of easy to be like, you know, hey, I just started. And that's some of the feedback we're getting. You know, hey, well, we just started looking today. Um, you know, we like it, but we, we want to keep looking. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like, you know what I mean? I got so many options now. I don't have to give you an answer at this point in time. And I think that's that's kind of what we're running into is people realizing that they're not having to make an offer right now, that, that they have time now, especially because with those interest rates going up, a lot of people Can't pretty much got anymore. priced out yeah. of trying to buy homes. So now you done took off how many competitors there are there. And now inventory is slightly going up, right? And so now there's more inventory, there's less buyers. Yeah, you can take your time. Yeah, you can take your time. I was blown away because we locked up one in nine three seven zero two. I was like, "Bro, this couldn't be a fucking home run." Mm -hmm. Anything in Fresno just flies. Yeah, nothing. Well, you know what's funny It's because we can reverse this, like, I guess back to freaking COVID, right? And we were talking about how we were locking up deals and we couldn't move them because they were. What was it? We weren't. Was it we weren't buying them deep enough? What was it at first? We had a hard time. We ran into an issue. It's funny as hell. We ran into an issue, and now it's, it's almost like the reverse at this point. In time. It's, a, I'm, it's the same issue because during COVID, we couldn't move shit. We couldn't move it. That's what it was. You right? couldn't move a goddamn thing. And then. Because people weren't trying to buy. Well, we're buying deeper now, I believe, than what we were buying 
you know what? No, no, we're running into the same thing at this point in time because it's the exact same what thing. happened in COVID, people were just afraid of buying in a sense. Except a few amount of people, then the few amount of people like, nah, bro, I got a better one over here. Mm-hmm. Because That's the people who are still buying were still buying and they just knew they had the leverage. Because once the scare of COVID kind of went away in a sense with real estate because the, the interest rates were dropping, at that point, people were buying at crazy prices. So then it was like, you really didn't have to change much at that point. We were actually didn't have to didn't have to lock them up as low or as deep because people were, they were flying off the shelf. So what's happening now is interest rates are going up and that's now what's creating the type of COVID effect in a way is that the prices are going up. But this isn't a black swan event. Like this is something that should trickle over for a couple of years. Oh, for sure. But for, for sure. Which yeah. means now we got to get better at kind of mean get, getting them deeper. Me and Dean were talking yesterday. It's like, if anything has a two in front of it, you have to buy it deeper. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and if something has a one in front of it, you really got to consider is it a good deal? Yeah, because like we were just like, because Dean was talking to his team. I was calling, like, bro, why isn't this bitch sold yet? Mm-hmm. And he was like, well, we sent out a couple and it was a little bit wonky. Mm-hmm. He was like, so now moving forward, anything within the two in front of it, we have to go in more aggressive, mm-hmm. which is really weird. I think we'll, we might end up wholetailing this deal because like on the market is still good toward those people yeah. haven't adjusted yet. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I mean, at the end of the day, like, I mean, that's because we got one that we locked up that we sent out. Um, personally, I we locked it up as a uh, with, with the team with Cletus and them, and um, we locked it up with every intention on flipping it because it was a, to us, it was a real simple flip, it ain't gonna cost a lot of money. Um, but then at that point, it's like, okay, well, let's just send it out and see if we don't have to close on it, you know what yeah. I mean? If we could just assign it and keep it pushing, then we'll do it that way. Um, and even at that, it's not a lot of bites, but at the same time, we know that that in that area, there's no inventory. So, yeah, worst case scenario, we've already we've already got the money sitting in escrow for it. So it's like if we got to close on it. We'll just close on it. Exactly. When you could still put it on the market while you're like at the very beginning. Yeah, you can. You can. But there, there's if we're going to put it on the market, and you're going to have to close on it. You're going to eat that interest already for private. Did money. you guys not close on it yet? No, not yet. Uh, but wait, okay. like once you close on it, it's like, well, we might as well fucking just do the do the damn thing because even if we do it back on the market, it's not going to qualify FHA or to, obviously not FHA because I think it's like a ninety day rule, right? It's like sixty or ninety days that you have to yeah. own it before you can sell it. And in conventional, it's not going to it's not going to pass any inspections yeah. because uh, probably HVAC needs to be done and the kitchen needs to be redone. Yeah. So you're looking at like fifteen to twenty thousand dollars and quick little flip. You know, what I mean two two weeks, two, three weeks. Yeah. Um, but it's not something that we can hotel. Yeah, I feel that. We can hotel to a cash buyer, but what's the difference of us just trying to wholesale it at this point in time? The, I mean, the cash buyers are still better on the MLS. Oh, I got to connect Dean with some people. Mm-hmm. Um, one of my students just lists everything on MLS. He puts it in his contract. Mm-hmm. And he's out in North Carolina. Shout out Alex. And he just lists it all. And that's how he disposes of it. Is it before he closes on it? Yeah. So... So while it's in escrow, he just listed. So he, he, he gets a different type of. Um, he, it's he, almost like an ovation. Yeah, that's what Dean was saying. I was like, it's not even an ovation. Like he just has in his paperwork, I can list the sum in MLS and sign yes. Hmm. And he I mean, has, and he has a realtor friend, and he makes a percentage of the assignment fee. Mm-hmm. And that's it. Is what it is. That's crazy to even think about. Like how how that how that how that works. I mean, it's, it's pretty simple to be honest with you, yeah. but like the, the like the I guess the technicalities on how you would go about executing that because it sounds easy. You lock it up, okay? 
it's the same thing as me essentially assigning my interest to purchase it, except I'm assuming he has the buyer assign their right or the buyer disapproves to to let him act in interest of him or not in no because then the that's, seller act signs the seller signs pretty much giving almost like um what's the authority shit the little form the power of attorney like kind of gives them like yeah. power of attorney for that property hmm. but oh well how do you get past the whole closing fast type thing though I don't know. Obviously, man. there's probably no motivation when it comes to timeline, right? I mean, even if you put on the MLS and you're like, I mean, I tell everybody that we work with, it's going to take 30 days. Anybody who tells you it's going to happen in seven days, they're mm -hmm. lying because most title companies fuck some shit up. Oh, for sure. I tell people, hey, we can get this closed within seven to 14 days, but I always give ourselves 30 days just because exactly. we Bro. can't control everything. Yeah, you can't control everything. Yeah. There's title issues. The title company is always yeah. dragging their feet. I say, be prepared for 30 days. Anybody mm -hmm. who tells you they can close it faster, mm -hmm. I know all the title companies. Like I, I know it'll take longer. I mean, I don't know. We closed one in like five days a few uh, a few months ago. Right. I mean, but it's like like it happened. It's, 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 and and you know the cold part is to be clean. you know going into it like and those are those are the questions. Those are vetting sellers. You know what I mean? Like what what's what's left on the mortgage? You know what I mean? Is there any liens that we should be looking for? Like I'm not asking you. To, like I don't care. But when you, if you're talking about speed, is is something that you're looking to looking forward to? Or something that she would want, these are the things that have prevent us from closing in seven days. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like you can lie about it. Tell you, you sometimes. And then I don't feel bad at that right? point. You know what I mean? Because at the end of the day, the money's sitting there. What else? <laughs> what are my what are my okay, another one of my students who was door knocking. Mm -hmm. And he found this deal of a dude who was taking care of a dude with dementia. He was his um, nephew. Mm -hmm. And he had been help um helping this guy for like two weeks so the bro don't spend too much time on it like because like it the dude's like damn near on meth mm -hmm. and he has like power of attorney but then the county got like conservatorship i was like honestly you need to sit with him the county has a conservatorship yeah, on on the house Sheesh. but like he still has power of attorney of um the dude so he what can talk it? to the bank and everything else it's like okay. the only thing you need to do is get on the phone with him call the bank and back like, what do we need to do to save the house because it's a pre-foreclosure Oh shit! And he, it sucks when there's so many layers like that, dude. That that's that's always tough. That's probably a good deal too. <laughs> but, but the lesson is because he kept running around with this guy, and the guy is like, pretty much just wasting his time. I was like, bro, there's only one objective, and that is like, either help him save the house or you buy the house, and nothing else matters. Yes, because you can help him run around and go do all these things, but then if you're doing things that are not the objective that he should be worried about as far as saving the house, mm -hmm. then like there's you're losing focus, and then the house is going to be gone. Is. Yeah, yeah. And it's but it's easy. It's like Dean trying to wholesale the Empire State Building. <laughs> Knowing there's hella people that you got to kind of go through. Yeah, like to where that's that's funny as shit. It wasn't that building. What, what building was it? It was Empire. It was Empire. Okay, was okay. Empire yeah, 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 State yeah. Building. He thought it was gonna be a fat deal too. Hey, it sounds good though. Bro, I gotta have my team dig that up. I gotta have my team dig that up. I'm gonna put that on online. Nobody's gonna believe that. He told that story. He where did he tell the story? On our podcast. He was like, "Yeah, bro." At one time, I was like, "Yes, he did." I was gonna Fuck, that was a long time ago. It feels like that was during COVID. I was, I was doing it in my house. I was like, during, "That was like during COVID." Wholesale the Empire State Building. <laughs> um. Fuck. What was um? Bring the juice was dope. Oh yeah. So we so we did the Bring the Juice podcast with Frank Delena. Frank Delena. We'll do some collabs next mm -hmm. week. Go dogs. Um, 
Cove dogs always got to help each other out whenever, whenever possible. He said we cuss too much. I feel like we don't cuss that much. Yeah, he's fucking tripping. I don't, I mean, I don't know, nigga. <laughs> I, I did, I did drop the, I, I did drop the end bomb. I was feeling it, bro. We was talking about sports and we was talking about mindset. We was talking about like you know what I mean. It was a little gritty, a little bit. So, um, kind of, kind of took me to a dark place. My fault. Um, dark but, skins, huh? Dark yeah, skins. you know what I mean. Um, but before, so we were talking about lost train of thought. Or what, what, what we were kind of thinking about. I don't know. Um, we're talking about wholesaling. Obviously, we're talking about your buddy who locks it up uh, and puts it on the on the market, which is I think that's. We were awesome. talking about how um, some stuff just isn't moving as fast on the mm-hmm. market too. Mm-hmm. And so, like he, he figured, like even someone like Jason, Jason mentioned that um, he he's only the things that he's going to flip is pretty much under the median price point, right? And so it's funny when he says it because. It makes perfect sense. Like the thought leader of the community, the, th- the thought leader, right? If Jason doing it, bro, I'm doing it. Like that's just, <laughs> you know, people ask me about interest rates, and I think I, Jason said something before where he said somebody he, when he first got into uh, real estate, I guess they were buying rentals and shit at like thirteen percent or something like that, and they thought it was a good deal. Oh, that's bananas. And so, for me, when people are like, oh man, interest rates is like five percent, I'm like, hey, bro, it ain't thirteen. Jason was buying them at thirteen, <laughs> so like, there's, there's there's no panic in me no more. Because it just kind of only thing that interest rates with the commercial stuff that we're looking at. That's like because now I'm like I, I can't pay you as much because mm-hmm. I know I'm gonna have to. I'll have just a bigger monthly payment. Mm-hmm. So like buying rentals, I would say, is what it does change. Like on the exit, like on the say exit, if you're gonna oh, burn it. But so okay, but it all goes back to the fundamentals in a way. If you really think about it, because all right, so interest rates is high. So now you know you're, you're gonna have a higher payment. Um, so you you got to buy, buy that cheap. bitch deeper. Yeah, he's got to buy that's it deeper. Just, that, it's, it's that simple. But that that's what changed, is what yeah, I'm saying. Yeah, like you just yeah. buy it deeper. Like, yeah. hey, I can't give you as much to where Kalani and I were talking to a storage lead uh, out in, like, Illinois, and he wanted one price, and then interest rates went up, and Kalani called him, like, hey, offer's not the same anymore. Yeah, well. Like, sorry. On feds. On feds. Sorry, feds just raised the rate. Un- offer's not the same anymore. And he's like, what? Yeah, I mean, like the money's more expensive, so like we got we can't pay as much. And that's just what it is, you know. It's it's funny because I was actually having a conversation with a seller yesterday. So you know, I've been training a a caller, um, and he brought in the lead yesterday, right? And the lead came in um, from uh, Southwest Fresno from six. And as soon as I seen the name, I knew who it was. I was like, man, I done talked to this lady for like on and off since I started real estate. You remember Nathaniel Washington? Yes. He still own all that shit. I don't know, bro. I feel like he would have sold it already. I don't know, bro. Man, fuck that guy. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know, bro. I'm kind of upset you brought him up. <laughs> um, but this lady, the lead came in, and so I'm like, let me go listen to the phone call because I already know how she is, and I go listen to it, and um, she kind of, you know, she's singing a different tune, but at the same time, just just give me an offer. You know what I mean? And so I'm like, let me call her, remind her who I was and stuff like that. So I called her. I was like, man, I've been talking to you on and off for like four years. And, you know, then we started laughing on the phone and stuff like that. And I'm kind of telling her, I'm like, look, like, just looking at it, I mean, I know it's not, I'm like, honestly, like, probably the best I'd be able to do is like 150, right? And I started laughing when I told her that. And she's like, you know, what was funny? I said, because I, re- I re- like the fact that I'm sitting here making an offer at 150 on a house and, you know, on freaking, say, Lily or Lotus. 
You know what I mean? Like this shit blows my mind because like we were just locking these things up for fifty, sixty, seventy thousand dollars. You know, I said these homes were worth a hundred and hundred and forty, hundred and fifty thousand dollars fully renovated. Yeah. So the fact that I'm making an offer at one fifty and it's a decent, you know, decent offer, decent deal. You know, it's probably worth somewhere around two fifty. But like, not a great deal. I mean, you can make about twenty, thirty off of it. Make thirty grand off of it as a flip. Yeah, it's like a it's a it's, a, it's was, like a nine hundred square foot house. It's gonna cost you like thirty thousand dollars to renovate yeah. it. Like you know what I mean? Like you'll make like thirty grand on it, and it'll be something quick. Like maybe you know, three months, two, huh? Two three like months. two months tops. You know what I mean? And so it's like, did she take it? She she gonna think about it. Bro, so I had to go pick up my son, so I was like, hey, I gotta go. And, but but so what she did was she started asking, kind of she, she started asking like kind of higher level level questions in the sense of being a private money lender. How to you know what does that look like and um, what was the minimum to be able to become a private money lender and and me kind of telling her you know it really is levels to it. You know if you're looking to just lend on a the rehab part of it, you got to understand that whoever's lending on the purchase of the property is, is going to be first position. So yeah. the negative to just doing the lending on the rehab is that you're going to be in second position. Whereas if you lend the whole thing, you are the bank, you know what I mean? And you know that it's a good, you know, it's a good purchase. You know, you always get your money back, you know what I mean? And so we kind of talked about that and kind of what that looked like. So then when we brought the offer back, I'm like, well, she was like, well, let me see. I don't know if I'm going to be able to, I'm like, you might make another 20,000 just by listening on the market, to be honest with you. You know, so it really just depends on how important that is to you. Um, but either way, it's, you know, you're in a good situation. She's not in need for the money. But I was like, you know, but if you take it at 150. Does she own it free and clear? Yeah. Bro, have her carry the note. Like, so I told her, I said, well, you guys. Babe, just carry the note if you're yeah, interested that's, that's in private money. That's a good one. That's a good one. Because I told her, I said, well, you got to accept my offer at 150 because you're going to lend me your money right afterwards. Yeah, I mean, if, that, if, <laughs> if, she's gonna, if that's what she's really like yeah. thinking about. Then she's thinking of ways to kind of passively make money. Yeah, I like honestly, like just carry the note. You know the asset; it'll mm -hmm. be easier, and then you can get into a rental for super cheap. That's true. You probably pay her a little bit more. Like, hey, this is what you'll make if you do it on the market right now. You know, I'll give you that. And then what? Yeah, we, yeah, yeah, we'll talk about that. My offers, I try and do. I just try and I learn this from pace. I just make the purchase price higher. And like, what about the interest rate? Like, the interest is built into the purchase price, mm -hmm. and I just want a low monthly payment. Mm -hmm. And then you can pay someone retail. Is it rentable? Is it rent in it right now? Go on there. Where's the rent? It doesn't have HVAC though. That's ooh. my quality of life just kind of went up a little bit more. So every time someone asks me, is it rentable? I don't know. <laughs> Cause a lot of shit that people stay in, I'd probably say no. That's true. That's true. But if you're getting into it with however much money down, to be honest with you, I mean, it really depends on what what it will cost you to go in there and kind of bring it up a little bit i'd ask her how much money she'd want down and then the mm -hmm. rebuttal i use is if they like want a certain amount of money down and they want to like, i could go to a bank and get those same terms so like i'm gonna need interest rate wise right um yeah well if they want like 20 percent down six percent interest and market like i'm buying a bad deal and i could go to a bank and they wouldn't even lend me the money on this shit so yeah they won't even yeah, they yeah. Won't so like if you get your price i need my terms here's my terms mm-hmm so I get, price I'll, would probably be somewhere like around 180, yeah, like, 190. I'll give you your price, but mm -hmm. I need my terms and here's my terms. So you would be looking for zero down. Yeah. So like we So then I guess the question is from that point, and I guess this has always kind of been the question, right? So she carries a note at 180. Say you take it at zero zero down. Huh? Uh yeah, take it zero down. Take it zero down. Fucking zero interest. 
It depends. Oh, shit. I, I, mean, I don't know. Least... I just talk about monthly payments. Okay. Okay. That makes sense. I'm never talking. Okay. So I'm about to say, damn, where are they winning on that? Part? <laughs> Besides just the price. I mean, some people just want to return on their money. Okay. So, okay. So now you're 180, buying it on terms. Got a good monthly payment, depending on whatever your interest is, you work out, zero down. But now you have to fix this property up. So now you go get that money from a private money lender. And they're in second position. And they're in second position because obviously the homeowner who's carrying the note, she's going to be first position. Um, how does your private money get paid back? Um, structure your initial payment and your private money payment in a way that you can still rent it in cash flow. Structure your monthly payment. So put them into it for 30 years. Your private money, your private yeah, money just lender. Put your private money lender in there for thirty. So years. you just build I mean, it all as in one. Yeah, I mean it's it's a little bit more expensive. So what we did with ours, we had one that was on a seven year balloon, and then in seven right now I wouldn't do any balloons that are less than ten. Mm, yeah. Um, but we did it on a seven year. The other one, another one, I think we came out of pocket on one of them, and we just did the rehab cost. The other one. Um, we used the down payment to pay off our private money lender, but they're prepared to be in there for like 10 years. Okay. So like, but you can so set it depends a, on the lender then at that point. Yeah. But like the way you could do it is you can incentivize the lender. I learned this from pace too. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is good fucking content by the way, because <laughs> these are like genuine questions that I got. You could incentivize the lender just by giving you like a better interest rate and mm-hmm. like, Hey, yeah, we're going to lock you in here for like 12 years. When you say better interest rate, what does that, what does that look like? Like if you give them like 12% or some shit, mm-hmm. but then because they're in second position, then you'd be more incentivized, mm-hmm. but then they're getting 12% on their money off of like 40, like 30 grand or something like that's still a good return. Mm-hmm. Even though it's in second position, it's still locked in. Like nothing's really going to happen to your money. So I guess, the, I guess, the, I guess. So, so now that for me is more of me talking myself out of stuff because then I start to think, well, why would someone want to say lend forty thousand dollars for ten years on twelve percent? Like, is there something better that they could do with that money? I mean, it's secured by real estate, and they don't know what they're doing, and they know you, and they know you're going to take care. But of it's them. also forty thousand. I mean, most people. I mean, it's forty thousand is a lot of cash for someone who can who can lend forty thousand. It's not. But a lot then of cash a lot money. of your private money lenders who are like the small ones, like mm-hmm. this is fucking ideal. And that's what I'm. I get that. So it's ideal for. Say the school teacher who has a retirement, yeah. right? Who built a retirement? Um, they got forty thousand in there. They can't retire for another ten years, so it really don't matter because they can't touch it anyway. I mean, but let's say you're they're giving them twelve percent, bro. On S and P, you're getting eight percent. You're making four so percent. You're making more off of this forty grand by a hard here. asset. That's true. You know what I'm saying? So like, that's a pretty strong rebuttal you can use with them. That honestly makes school teachers actually some pretty damn good. Uh, right. I mean, that's like private money lenders. If 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 if, if well, so most school teachers have what a four hundred one k, yeah, and a five hundred three b. I have no idea. You know what I mean? That's something. That's what I had, like a five hundred five hundred three b or four hundred three b or something, some shit like that. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, that's that makes sense. So the last one we made because they wanted a million, I was at seven hundred thousand. I said, okay, if you want a million, I will go ten percent down. I want. A four percent interest rate, and I want no. I want interest only payments for the first two years for stabilization. Um, what else? So, like, I had it set up a very, very certain way mm-hmm. to where I was like, no, I'm not doing none of this. So, like, if you want a million, I'll give you your price. Yeah, but I need my terms, and so my terms, I need ten percent or less down. I'm going to go interest only payments for the first two years. For the first six months, I want no payments at all on an asset that big. I mean, it was only, 
like a seven hundred thousand dollar, even on a smaller asset, you could do it. But it's something that where there, I mean, there's more of an upside when you talk value add for a storage facility, right? Yeah, I mean, but you could. Would you argue that compared to you like could still a, do it for a house if like someone really wants to carry the note and be like, hey, if I'm gonna go in here and rehab this thing, just give me interest only payments or no payments for the first six months. Okay, and obviously the interest only payments doesn't even go towards the principal at all. Yeah, so they're just making money, and like you don't know until you ask. Mm -hmm. You know, because like they don't at that point they're just like looking to see like what's secure. What are they looking for? They just want honestly, they want security and they want something that they can re depend on. Exactly. Well, hence why they you know some people are in nine to five jobs. They want the security. So you um, want to like so you just want to know. So who was? Carlos in here, mm -hmm. he gave me a call the other day. He was like, hey, I want to figure out this creative financing deal for this deal. It's like overpriced, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, well, you and he was going through a realtor. If you're going through a realtor, it's hard because you can't know like the motivation of the seller. Yeah. Yeah. I was when like, you asked. <laughs> yeah, I, I was like, I mean, like, bro, you got to know like what they're truly looking yeah. to get out of this. If you really want to be able to like solve that problem, solve the problem, get the terms you want, the right terms, the right structure. Yeah, I mean, now is the time to start learning this shit. Okay, well, so it's funny that, okay, so that's kind of where we're getting into, and it's, it's great that we got a question on here, too, so I'll read the question, um, but I kind of, I got a, another question. Um, well, not even a question, because <coughs> Michael Zuber talked about it, about this loan, right? It was yeah. it's pretty much, it was like the 50. 10, 40, 50. The 10, 50. Yeah, the 10, 10 40, 50, 50, pretty much um, your seller carries four, 50. 50 the bank carries the bank 40. carries 40 and then you, you come 10 in down. on 10 right yeah and so i thought that was fucking awesome especially when you start talking terms and now essentially you got a bank saying i'll be a private lender yeah like it, it makes things a lot easier it's i haven't sat you don't have to go get it from a private money lender now because the bank essentially is saying like look like let us in on some of this creative shit too if it's only thing i haven't sat down and like thought out the i don't want to call it complexities like what issues I'd run into if I was doing value add with that? Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Well, you're already not refining. You're already not refining if you we did it like with the deal with the lady that we just talked about, right? Because our lender, our our private money lender, was going to carry that for you know at least ten years, right? And from my understanding, this this is like a thirty year thirty year thing, right? So now you got a private money lender who's willing to carry for thirty years, right? So this is like the best possible, but best case scenario, you know. And so now you just have to. So the only thing is well, you have to get your your seller on so, board with thirty. Seller on board with well, she gets fifty. Uh, she gets if she's going to carry a fifty percent note, she'd have to carry it for thirty years as well. Yes. Or you're gonna or, she's or you gonna just have to refi like some. I my question would be for that bank it would be like, well, if my seller wants a fifteen year balloon, does that affect like the terms of this loan that you're going to give me? Yeah, and and what and what type of. Um, what does that look like? Is that like a second? Like you know what I mean? Like is the is is the is the fifty is the fifty like the a bank second? is first? So the bank is always first. So the bank is first at forty percent. The bank is first at fit. I think the bank is first at forty. The seller second at fifty. At fifty. So the seller or takes on you, so that's where I got confused at that point because I'm like, oh. wait a minute. So would the bank be fifty? The bank carrying fifty. I'm assuming the seller will carry forty, and you would bring ten. That would make more yeah. sense than to me than the bank carrying forty, 
percent of it, but then they want first position. Yeah, the bank and the like, bank will always be in first position. So they would need it to me, they would need to carry the most, right? At 50. Yeah. So we talk about a hundred and eighty thousand dollar purchase price, right? So the bank will carry what's that? Fifty percent of it would I be sixty. Let's math. just say sixty. I know you don't. So it's half of one hundred eighty. So sixty. No, sixty is twenty. That's ninety. See, I don't do public math either. I'm just not afraid of humiliating myself. <laughs> so the bank could carry ninety thousand, right? Who's to say that you can't just get the fucking seller to carry the other ninety? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. That's very true. Well, because because so, their the, down payment now is bank, fifty. But the bank wants the ten. The bank wants your skin in the game. Okay. So that like the uh, the ten is mm -hmm. for the bank to feel secure with you. Okay. So then, because the first fifty, the fifty percent will go to the seller. So that essentially that's their down payment, right? So, but we still have a ninety thousand uh, dollar loan here with the bank. Yeah. So the seller is the one who's cons uh, so the bank wants their ten percent, and then the seller gets their fifty percent down payment, and they're just like, "Fuck yeah," mm -hmm. you know, because like not very many. I would never give 50% down. Like I've tried to structure mm -hmm. that No, way. for sure. So but then at that point, like just go to a bank. and So we're using the bank to give a homeowner, you know, 50% 50 down. down, which is fucking awesome to be honest with you. Right. And so then now our seller mm -hmm. is going to carry, um, from another 90,000 is left. So what would they carry? Like fifth, we didn't pay like 15 to the bank to put down the seller carry like another, I don't know what was the percentage. I mean, so you put down 18, like because mm -hmm. for the overall loan is 180. Mm -hmm. All right, you put down 18, the bank carries 50%, so the bank carries 90, and then um, whatever. The seller carries the rest of it. Um, 72,000. Okay, so then the seller carries 72,000. Yeah, and then so, okay. So now you have essentially, you do have two loans then. Yeah, the seller's in second position at 72,000, and the bank's in first position at, but then so what? 90. What Zuber talks about, like you could get a blended interest rate of really low, yeah, to where like the bank may have something that's kind of high, but it's not that big. Like since you put down, because you you counteract it, you get like yeah. a zero so percent you get, from your exactly. seller. Exactly, so you have yeah. a really really low blend mm -hmm. blended interest rate. Yeah, because that's what you tell them. Like the bank's giving me six percent. Like I'm not paying you six percent. Yeah, you know what I mean. Especially because you're getting fifty percent down. Yeah, exactly. Okay. I think that's I, honestly so I, I got to look into a little bit more on how to execute it and become a little bit more familiar with what that looks like. But I feel like that was like an awesome product um, for homeowners, to be honest with you. What was the question? The question, question that we had on here, it was from Tony McRae. And he said, can you do terms if someone owes a mortgage? So that's two. more sub two. Yeah, we you can do you can even do a but sub two with like a. It's funny because position. you can do terms of fucking anything. To be honest with you, yeah, it just depends on how good you are at you know making sure that everyone's protected. And so you could even do so. Like, all right, I'll sub to it. I'll go into it for no money down, and you're gonna carry a note for X amount, um, so you can get paid over time. That's one thing you could do, right? So let's say they owe, and this is, it's almost like a wrap. At that point, yeah. So like they'd be in second position, like so they yeah. would wrap it. Yeah. And so like, hey, I want three hundred thousand dollars for my house. I have a three hundred thousand dollar loan. Well, I have a two hundred eighty thousand dollar loan. Like, mm -hmm. okay, cool. I'll sub to the house because because typically, well, and then I will wrap it. We'll have you wrap it. You're in second position, and we pay you a hundred dollars a month. Yeah. And and so those are great. Those are great for people who have like 
maybe they've owned the house forever. Maybe they refinanced it like 10 years ago. Like, you know what I mean? Like re refied it. They got a 30 year mortgage 10 years ago. Interest rates were still super low. Probably. You know what I mean? Like when I took over my grandmother's home, her interest rate was like at a four. 3.89, right? Which is still solid. For a while, it wasn't because I was able to refi it and get lower than that. Yeah. But at the time, it's really good. And so those payments are really good. Hers was on a variable like interest rate, though. Oh, was it? So like when I first That's took it over, thing. it was probably like $900 or something like that. And by the time I refied it, it was at 12. So, but when you think about like if you were to do a, a, a sub two on, on something like that, so I if, it was, a, if it was a fixed rate, and her payment was eight hundred dollars. Like, where the fuck are you getting that at? So, like, why why would I want to pay off that mortgage? Exactly. Like, look, you let, let me give you a down debt. payment because what you owe on it versus what it's worth is is still good. So maybe I do give you a little bit of money to walk away from it, and I'll continue to pay the mortgage, and I'll add another three four hundred dollars on top of it, which is more than you were getting anyway because you can't even rent it because you were living in it. The only only thing that like makes these deals hard sometimes like your entry fees, and so. One thing, me and Kyle lost out on 80K to Mr. Johnny B. Mm -hmm. He was going to wholesale us a sub two deal. Me and Kyle turned it down for whatever reason because we didn't look at it like a flip. Mm -hmm. And we like we lost out on 80K, like John pretty much. Because if you flipped it, then you if we would have flipped it, it would have been. Yeah. Instant. He was going to do what to it? Um, me and Kyle were looking at it. And so we're looking at our entry fees mm -hmm. as like a regular rental. We, didn't, yeah. we weren't even looking at it through Airbnb. So we were looking at it for like paint, carpet. Which you shouldn't look at nothing as Airbnb, by the way. Right. But like, so there's, but moving forward, me and Kyle, whenever we buy anything, it is only through an Airbnb lens. So I, I guess the challenge there, I mean, obviously Kyle knows what the fuck he's doing. So, <laughs> you know what right. I mean? But, um, I guess the challenge there would be why look at it from an Airbnb lens when talking about purchasing it because we're we're buying so our philosophy at that we're buying in B class and A class areas that are good assets. So they're going to withhold for the years. Yeah, so yeah, like yeah, they yeah. go up over time, yeah. like to where like it's again, it's not like we're going for mm -hmm. something else to where we can afford to take a loss on these over time. Mm -hmm. But our appreciation is good. It's in an A class area. It doesn't fucking matter, dude. We put it on Airbnb. Let's say Airbnb goes away. We throw in a normal renter. Still, at the end of the day, like you know, fuck, we're about to switch switch lanes in a in a sense. But like, we're still staying on that. But kind of getting to the Airbnb, like how how it moves, how people, you know. And then same thing here. I'm like, fuck, what happens if it goes away? But in all honesty, like the platform goes away, but the the need for it doesn't go away. Yeah, well, you can still you just call it bookings. something different. You just do yeah. it over thirty days. You know exactly. what I mean? It's kind of what doing it in the HOA with a condo. Yeah. You just got to switch up your, your, you got to switch up how you, you run the, you operate it. But at the same time, people will still pay this amount of money to stay there for the 30 days. Exactly. You're probably not going to passively make may. Hey, I mean, yeah, if you really think about it, like on Airbnb, you could potentially make a, you know, a thousand to $1,500 a month net off of some of these houses. Whereas for a, a typical rental, like if they make $100, $200 a month, like they're like, fuck, this is awesome. Yeah, you're making two or three. So, worst case scenario, you put a, a freaking nurse in there from uh, Furnish Finders, and maybe you only make freaking $500 a month off of it, but you're still killing it in a sense of passive in income. Well, and in a B class, and A class neighborhood, you're not making $200 a month, bro. Like you're, again, like you're buying it with the same intentions. Mm -hmm. Like, because your, your monthly payment's too high and like rents don't add up. Yeah, but your tenant, but your tenant, when you talk about traveling nurses and and midterm stays and stuff like that, like your tenant is a whole lot different if you're looking at it from exactly. an Airbnb lens. So 
yeah, you may make, I don't know, like, because if you buy something now over there, your mortgage is going to be somewhere between 2,400 bucks to 2,700 bucks, right? Um, uh, between 18 to 2,400 bucks. I'll pull it up on the Right? So what zip code do you want to look at? You want to look at 93720? I would say that's like a B plus sure. area. Yeah, that's a B plus. And this is actually some pretty good content. It might be boring for some people, but like we're actually like this is actually like a conversation that we would have on the phone or if we were just sitting in the office going over deals or yeah. something like that. So I, I think there, there's a ton of value in this conversation right here. So uh, if you got questions on it, please make sure you, you ask though so we can clarify one things. That got listed for 550. It's a really nice neighborhood. Um, can you can they see that? Let's see, there's a little lag on here. Um, I doubt it. There we go. Just gotta switch the camera, which I'm pretty sure Jake's gonna do as soon as he sees it. It's a little blurry right now. I'm, but like this is a this is a I consider this an A class asset. Like this isn't a good neighborhood. It's got panels. Back it up a little bit. It's been redone. Huh? Okay. Too blurry. All right, well, come here, Jake. Can you come uh, mess with the camera real quick? Yeah, you know, ain't a big, ain't a big deal. So we can put it in there, just so they can get a, get an idea of what we're talking about. Perfect. All right. So here's and what is this? So thirty two fifty one West Ellery Avenue just got listed. Mm -hmm. They listed at five fifty four three twenty four hundred square feet. I consider this an A class asset. It's in the big garden loop. It's got solar panels. It's a little bit dated, but like this is an amazing house. It's got a pool. For sure. New what's kitchen. What's list price? Uh, list price is five fifty. Five fifty, and what is it with some mortgage on something like that? Well, five fifty. Your mortgage is probably sitting around thirty six hundred. Mortgage is thirty four hundred. <laughs> hey, tell me we don't do this without tell me you do this without tell, telling me you do this. So Rents I, like thirty. Mortgage like thirty six hundred. It's thirty four. Right, so <laughs> my mortgage is thank you, Jake. If my mortgage is like thirty four hundred, then I go do my Airbnb numbers. Even on a regular rental, this would mm -hmm. still probably go for thirty four hundred right now. Yeah, point. yeah, 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 yeah. So even and so now is when you start thinking about like assets in a different like type of way. To where what type of place are you in your life? Mm -hmm. But you know what? Like I'm gonna kill it in appreciation on this. Mm -hmm. The tenants are still paying it down, and I still get my depreciation. Mm -hmm. I'm good, and I bought it sub two at four percent for no money down. In worst case scenario, man, you probably break even. Right, and I break even, but yeah. like the tenants are painted down. To mm -hmm. like that's that's where I see, like when we're going after sub twos, that's the lens we look at it through now instead of like going and buying shit in D class neighborhoods. So like, would you say you're buying? So so that's more of a purchase when you have more of a cash problem. Because uh, I don't think that's an early investment strategy. Like because I think no. if you're trying to get out of the rat race, that's not a purchase. No, like because like, again, what I mean? like what are you aligned with? And yeah. like to where. I go to different things for my cash flow, right? To where, like, I'd say companies is what creates majority mm -hmm. of my cash flow. And then now, like, rentals are further depreciation and asset pay down. Yes. And so like, you're just looking at long, it, long, long ball. Long ball. Yeah. Like, to where you're looking at it through a different lens. Yeah. To where that's sub to. There's two different investors, right? Because there's going to be the people like Jason early on where he was buying fucking everything, right? He bought, he bought it really good, but he was just buying everything. And now he's getting to a point to where he is. It's more of a, which asset? Yeah, Do exactly. And so point. I really got this from Henry because okay. Henry was like, "Bro, like I, I buy and be in A class neighborhoods. I make a, I make really good money, mm -hmm. and I have well, great as long assets. as it makes a hundred bucks a month, he he buying it." Yeah, he's like, he's like, "Bro, like I don't give a fuck. I, I have great grand? terms with the bank." I said hundred bucks, right? He said hundred okay. bucks. <laughs> I mean, but he he'll buy it a break. From what I understand, Henry's like, "Bro, I'll buy it at break even." 
it's still a good buy. It's not he's an like alligator. He's like, I'm in it for zero money down. Yeah. It's a 30 year fixed mortgage. It's a fucking free 4%. house. It's, it's a, a free house. house. He was like, and I can sit on these over time. And he's like, I'm not going. He's obviously not over leveraging himself, yeah, and he has enough sure. cash flow coming in. Mm-hmm. And he still has another. He's starting doing this now, but he has seven other rentals that are cash flow positive. Mm-hmm. To where if anything goes down, seven of those bitches got to go before that one has to go. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So it's a different mentality. So it's funny because I um we were driving and um I seen a building. I seen a building, and I had reached out to the homeowner. It was probably. It was kind of looked like it was a commercial building in a way too, and it was kind of hard. It's kind of hard to explain. It, it looked like it was a commercial building, but it like had like um, units on the back end of it, and so okay, so it's mixed use, right? And so, but when I looked it up, it was just multifamily, and so when I reached out to the homeowner, I'm just like, you know, hey, just reaching out. Um, I see that you. Well, I just said I'm reaching out about, um, hey, so and so, reaching out about your, you know, your property on. One two three Main Street, and it was like, you know, well, what about it? Well, I see you purchased it about two years ago. Um, just wanted to see, you know, what, what your plans were for it. And they were like, oh, well, we actually just got permits and shit done. We're, you know, we're actually about to renovate it, blah blah okay. blah. And I'm like, okay, are you going to use it like as, you know, how how are you using it? You know what I mean? He's like, well, we, we're actually going to c- convert it all to multifamily, okay. right? Six units. Um, and so then I was thinking to myself, I'm like. My wife doesn't really care to do apartments when we do the Airbnb or even with arbitrage, right? She's like, I don't, it's just too many factors that as maybe for co-hosting, but a lot of people kill it off apartments. My wife just chooses not to deal with it. Bro, Mitch crushes. I know, I know. But Mitch also owns apartments too. No. Not all of them. But but do you see what I'm saying? No, I'm I'm not going to speak for Mitch. And and so, so what I'm saying is like, it's just, it's, it's, that's a niche. We've done it in single family. We haven't really had to. And he has a really, really good knowledge and a fucking. Right. What's the word? He has economies of scale like other people can't even imagine. You know what I mean? So like the thought for us, like we would be like relearning a lot of the way or even, I guess, expanding on what we know already. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas we didn't want to focus on too much of that. Like it was like just stick to what we're familiar with at the point in time until we get to a point where it's like, hey, we got a little bit more time. Like I see how we can really blow this shit up. Right. Yeah. But then I'm thinking about it, I'm like, well, shoot, like, what if I rented all six units? Because now that's different because we do control kind of the neighboring apartments and exactly. so that's where you have coming to in. You got to own the building, really, yeah. or rent the whole building. So then that just shot it to a whole nother. Again, this is kind of how my mind goes. So then I'm like, well, fuck, if you're willing to, you know, rent six units at that point, it's like, well, why wouldn't I just start looking at small multifamily? I don't know why you wouldn't. Who's the, the TJ guy? He fucking converted. Something, he converted something that to industrial a, uh, one into, yeah, to yeah. a bed and breakfast. I believe he did. Yeah, I mean, but like, there's so many different possibilities. Yeah. Like. So once I started thinking again, that's the growth part of it. It's like we were like, oh no, to multiple multiple units like that because you can't control the neighbors. You don't want to get be getting bad reviews and shit like that because this this unit over here is too loud or the person yeah. over here was smoking weed. Like we can't control that. Yeah. And so it was just something we just didn't want to deal with. But then it's like, okay, well, if you own all six of them or you rent all six units, it's like. What's the problem there? And bro, Mitch has them in Sin City. Like, yeah. Sin City. I don't know. I don't and know they are cash cows. Because well, it then it's easier to get those long term, I feel like. Not long term, but midterm stays mid-terms. from those furniture finding because now $90 a night is cool. Yeah. $60 a night, cool. Whereas for a house, like you can't make that work. Now, if you got six units and you're paying for you're getting, you know, you're charging $60, $70 a night. 
You know, what does that look like? You go, th- you go, so we go six. We run our numbers off 25 nights. So just say, or 26 nights. I mean, that's nine grand a month in gross. You know what I mean? For six units. For six units. Your month. mortgage is probably like 6,000. I mean, your mortgage, I mean, if you buy to say $100 a door, you're at 600,000. So let's pull that up. And our, our 550 mortgage is about 3,400 bucks. And so one thing, shout out Alan Folio that Alan taught me. With the 10%? No, so everything every time I go, I just go on Zillow if I'm like trying to look mm-hmm. at this like and this is quick for anything. Yeah. I just want to know show like, me investor on Instagram. Alan Folio. Show, uh, me show up investor. So the show up like, investor. He's like, bro, just pull it up on fucking Instagram. So the last thing I'm looking my monthly payment for whatever day I was looking at was fifty four thousand dollars a month for the last thing I was looking at on Fifty four thousand. Oh, okay, he's looking at someone to a few million. <laughs> right. And so I reset million. the calculator and I'm gonna go with purchase price of what's called we bought it at 660 total. Yeah, because you probably ain't getting none for 600, uh, 100, 100 a door at this yeah. point. So, and then we put it at a 5.3. I mean, bro, we put this bitch at an 8% interest rate. Mm-hmm. 7.5% interest. And the mortgage is what? Um, your Our total payment would be 4,300. Oh, that ain't shit. With a 20% down payment. And so off of 9,000, like you're still like really cash. Off of $9,000. Say you only make yeah. it, say you're after expenses and shit, you're only at 1,000, but still. You won't be at a thousand. Like you should, you should be able to kill it with that. You know what I mean? Right. And so what? So what's nine thousand minus four three hundred? Oh my god, you're at like five, like forty. So you're at forty seven hundred. So if I go forty seven hundred divided by one hundred thirty two, I mean, then you just want to like look at like what's my return on my cash? Is like the yeah. next thing. And what was that? Um, I what, think, what, I you, think you, it was three, you made that face. You made that. Like three percent, but that's not right. Like, like ROI. Making, oh no! So what was I at? I was at what did I say? Forty seven hundred. Forty seven hundred after the mortgage. Yeah, forty seven hundred times twelve. I mean, bro, you're gonna make your money back in two years. How much is that? Um, you're gonna make fifty six grand a year off of that. How much is the down payment? Um, a hundred and thirty two. So you'll make your money back in two years. Because you're, you're not buying multifamily for, for short term, like, and that's and here's the thing though, like you're. Paying that now, but I mean, imagine, this is a, bro. This is a seven percent interest rate. Yeah, and that's a fully, you know, if you're paying retail, I mean, at that point, that's a fully renovated unit. So, like, you're not coming in having to put in put much into it. You just got to furnish it. Yeah, you know I mean, but even if you talk about a five year return, you spend a hundred grand to make, you know, you make all your money back in four years, three years, and you own the asset, so you get the tax benefits and everything for it. So thirty one six six plus six one nine. Remember, you're making five grand a month off of that. Yeah. Like, so I mean, then you're making 60 grand, and then off that 60 grand, that's 120. And imagine if you borrow, now imagine if you had a private money lender, is where you got that $100,000 to put out the down payment on that. Right. And so now, then you get where it gets fun, sure, it's an infinite return. Yes. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 100 grand, you figure, I mean, yeah, I'm paying you 10% on this money. You hold it, say, you know, next five years. Whatever it may be. Yeah, and you could go in it like that too. You know what I mean? And so now you're talking about, you know, 10%. What's that, 10,000? Uh, yeah. So you're looking at 110,000. Decide if you want to do, inter- do you want to do a two year, a five year balloon 12, on that? 12,000. 12,000, 10% of 100? Over the year, yeah. I mean, 12 months, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Doing public math, bro. Well, no, 10% of 100,000 is 10,000. 
Year over year, yeah. Okay. So I'm saying, so like that's the interest that you're gonna pay on that money. So a hundred and a hundred and ten thousand, pretty much divided by how many years you want to do it. If you want to do principal and interest, to be honest with you, you can do that in in five years, right? And and still maybe you break even with the apartment building, or you only make like a thousand dollars a month off of it because you want to pay down, you know, your private money lender within the next two to three years. But you're still making a thousand dollars a month, and you still own a six unit apartment building. What does your cash flow look like once your private money lender is is, is paid off? And so, like, this is the way we look at like so these storage deals we're looking mm -hmm. at is like exact because like we're going to go into it for no money down, mm -hmm. and so we're looking. That's at this, the goal. Yeah, like that's the goal, and then it's an infinite return, and then I can like, all right, what's the next one? What's the next one? What's the next one? That's why real estate's so cool, and other businesses should on real estate because they call it like a simpleton's business, right? Whatever, Compared but it's like, not. Like, but I get, with that, bro, you're now you're into all these deals mm -hmm. for no money down. You get all the pay down. You get all the depreciation mm -hmm. to where now I'm buying real estate is so important, especially when you get good at business. Because mm -hmm. like, let's say you become a really good flipper. If you don't buy real estate, bro, you're fucked. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Like if you're if you are anything that makes over a hundred thousand dollars a year, you need yeah. to buy real estate. So so here's what's funny about it, as because uh, I can't turn it off at this point in my mind. Like I'm fucking thinking about it crazy. So now, <laughs> and we've done through hypothetical numbers and purchase prices and shit out there, right? But so you got the six six unit apartment building. And here's why people probably believe or feel like this shit is overnight. Sorry, Jake, I moved the mic. He's probably yelling at me in there. Um, here's probably why people believe it, it could look like an overnight success and and why it looks like Jason could have just blew up out of nowhere. Because if you if you think about it, now you go buy the six unit apartment building that you turn into, say, an Airbnb, right? And you're making this, you're, you know, you're at $3,400 um, a month before your expenses or, or whatever. Netting 52. Netting, right? netting, netting 52. Oh, is that what it was? You're netting 52? At like a, at a six. A year. Okay. Yeah. So you're netting 52. I can't even go that far yet. We're netting, you're netting $60,000 a year. I can't go that far yet. Okay. Okay. So yes. So, so, so we can, right? And say this is with you making $1,000. You're in it $0, right? Because you have a private money lender who's going to... Um, carry a you know a hundred thousand they're gonna make ten thousand ten percent off of that money they're gonna carry it for just say just say two years right because if you're making 60 a year you should be able to pay your private money lender off in two and this is but this is how you structure Airbnb stuff yes yeah this is how, yeah 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 this is how you structure Airbnb stuff and so now you figure in two years maybe you're only so making a thousand dollars a month have, off of this the only thing is you have to structure it the right way so like you Depending on, so most of these private money loans are amortized over 30. Mm -hmm. So you would tell them like, hey, there's a two-year balloon. And then with that money, you would like, so you'd save If you up choose that. to do interest only. Um, but if you can afford to still pay, you know, say 100, what well, you did it. What was $110,000 $110, divided by 24 months? I mean, I'd be doing shit straight like that. I don't be even doing it. <laughs> I got to learn the percentage and shit, but I just go straight 12, you know, 24 months. You know, fucking whatever that looks like. It's probably hella expensive. Never mind. Forty five hundred bucks. Okay. That, that, so that's without principal or interest. Well, that's only principal. So like, hey, I'll give well, you this. It's with the extra ten thousand. It's one hundred ten thousand. Okay, so you just added in. 10, that's 000. just the hundred. The ten percent of 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 what, okay. what was borrowed, and then I just divided that by the term. Yeah. And so for me, it's like okay, that's forty whatever. So that's pretty much your cash flow at this point in time on that house, right? But you're buying, you're getting it zero dollars out of pocket. 
So it could look like, oh, you, you know, I done bought this asset and I'm doing the work for it for two years and I'm really not receiving any cash flow for it. Maybe, you know, there's a couple months out of the year where it's freaking killing it and I might make an extra couple hundred bucks. But I still want but in two years, yeah. that private money lender is paid off and my cash flow goes from probably $100 to $200 a month to freaking $4,500 a month. And it looks like an overnight success, but you didn't see me not making money for two years. Exactly. You know what I mean? But I was still able to write off the six units. You know, I was still and, able and to you get still that. Get I still get depreciation. You... I still get the depreciation. You know what I mean? So like, it can look one way, but like, I'm really winning. I'm just not winning right now. This is, but this is why value add is so fun too, though, because you can like refinance all the money. Mm -hmm. That's why like when you do all this. We don't need to go down that. <laughs> it's a rabbit hole, man. Um, all right, so what's this? From blogger to a hundred million dollar business, no Patel. So I just got a question for one of my students. He was like, he said his burn his burn rate is one hundred thirty thousand dollars a month, minus ten k personally. What is my personal burn rate? So I would say personally, between everything, all our companies were burning about a hundred thousand dollars a month, and then right now we are currently like, let's say, cutting the wheat from the chaff and to turn down that burn rate. As, uh -huh. the as the recession comes, I, I strongly suggest you go through and you audit your subscriptions. It's probably no matter what time. Oh, bro, I still haven't done it, but I know I need to. All right, talk real quick. We'll be right back. Well, I think we should just wrap it up. How far are we in, Jake? Yeah, yeah, we're good. <laughs> wrap that up. I ain't about to wait for no restroom break. Um, we're good. But yeah, man, that was that was awesome. Um, go I'll sign up for our next meetup. Yeah, it's June twenty second, right? June 22nd. Which, is, which is a Wednesday. We got you got you got Kyle. Hold on, hold on. We got Stratton Brown. You got Kyle Stanley, Jason Pritchard, and Dean Rogers. Um, the super does was it called them there a super host a super host event. <laughs> we just had no pun intended, by the way, with Airbnb. Um you're gonna have free tacos there. Free tacos and then you I, I really wish there. you did it on June twenty first, because then it would have been on a taco Tuesday. Oh, I didn't think about that. Bro. You know what I mean? Then you could have had like some burrow hats on and shit on the and little ass that you were sending it in. That would have been freaking sick. Um, but yeah, June twenty second, you're gonna have our uh, 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 the suit the super the super host meetup with four great four great investors with all different types of strategies. Um, you definitely don't want to miss out on it. Um, I think the first one was freaking awesome that you guys had, and I don't know, you know, people have been saying we guys should have do it again, and we're glad you are doing it again. Um, we, got some, we got some big things cooking. I'm excited. Is there any special guests or anything? On this one, no. We decided to make it a panel. Okay. Um, but in like Q3, end of Q3, we're going to have some big shit. It'll be fun. Okay. Well, that is exciting. Um, I'll be there. <laughs> Man, that's just feel like it's so far out, but we're in June. That's wild as fuck to even think about it. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. this month. That's this month. So, um, it's on a Wednesday, so I mean, I should be good. Um, so we hope to be able to see you guys there, man. Uh, network, um, obviously, with the market changing and stuff like that, these events is what's going to be awesome because you're going to be able to get a panel, yeah, and really get the opinion of people like who's really doing this from business. Like different aspects because Jason's a heavy flipper, Kyle's all Airbnb, Dean is heavy wholesale. We are, I'd say, more storage. And then, as far as like businesses and like what everyone else in the country is doing with based mm -hmm. on our clients, we can get input on that. So it'll be really exciting and really insightful. So it should be a lot of a lot of insight. I think is the biggest thing on how you can pivot. Yeah, to be honest with you, so or what you should have been doing, exactly. How to pivot. So um, that that that's how we'll wrap it up. 
Um, like and share with your friends. Yes, please like and share. Uh, let's start getting a little bit of traction here. All right. Um, so then maybe we'll do it next Friday also. That's just what, just to make sure that we, because we try to stick to a date to be able to get the podcast yeah. in, but that ends up fucking us up if we don't, if we can't do it that day, because then we don't get it for the week. So then at that point, we'll just try to squeeze it in some point throughout that week, or we might have to go back to Zoom. Some of them. <laughs> Not all of them, but some of them. Sorry, Jake. Um, <laughs> uh, we'll see you guys next week, man. All right. Peace. What's going on, Winning Family? If this podcast is bringing you any value, I know the rest of the content that we put out is going to drive tons of value to you. So go do me a favor and go subscribe on YouTube to our channel to where we release some things that aren't coming out on our podcast. Don't forget to hit subscribe. Thank you guys so much. Thank you for tuning in to the Free Agent Real Estate Investing Podcast. Don't forget to give us a five-star review. If you would like to stay in touch with Stratton and myself, follow us on Instagram. And please be sure to subscribe to our Free Agent REI Podcast YouTube channel and give us a thumbs up. Yeah, yeah, hey, go lot and the